Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Another beautiful day of tennis down under and across the world. 12-plus hours of action all straight ahead here on Tennis Channel, and we've got all of it for you on TC Live. Here's what's coming up on the show. Six countries remain in the hunt for the inaugural United Cup with Team USA looking to advance tonight against Great Britain. We'll have all of those matches for usual. Coco Goff also down under herself. Celebrating the new year and prepping for the Aussie Open as the top seed in New Zealand. And the difficult news Monday from the NFL elicited the proper perspective from this tennis star whose family owns the Buffalo Bills. Featured matches as we get set for a packed slate today on TC. Venus Williams gets us started in Auckland. A number of Americans has mentioned United Cup, so Fritz and Pagula with big matches against Nori and Dart. Medvedev wraps up the day in Adelaide as well. It, what, it should be a fantastic day, just continuing what has already been an outstanding week. Hello and welcome to our Santa Monica studios. Noah Eagle, Chanda Rubin, Paul Anacone, Dream Team, back together. This feels good. I mean, it wasn't a matter of when. Was it a matter of if, or was it a matter of if okay. and when? Okay. Which one do you think it was? My head's in a pretzel already, okay. so the dream is uh, turned into a nightmare. We're just together. Quickly. That's yeah, all that's that matters. It. We've been like ships passing in the night. I, I know. And finally, we get to sit together. I, I thought there was a conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> I can't confirm nor deny all anything right. that's all going right. on here. What we have had has been a very exciting United Cup so far. The inaugural year, as mentioned, these are the six countries that have made it through now to the city finals. United States and Great Britain. Poland and Italy, Greece and Croatia. You see some of the timing as to whether you're going to see it on Tennis Channel. But we will have all the action. The United States looking to stamp themselves early in this 2023 season. It's been exciting so far to watch all of this and have the men and women together as opposed to the ATP Cup of the past couple of years. But, Shanda, has there been a country so far that has impressed you the most? I mean, there have been a few, but I think GB, Great Britain, they have been pretty impressive. I mean, you look at Cam Norrie and, you know, the way he battled and played, got his first win against Rafa Nadal. That was huge. And just the way that whole team, the women who have, you know, stepped up when they needed to uh, to get those big wins, the way that team has come together and played in the big moments has been pretty impressive. Yeah, I'm leaning USA. A little bit of a homer move, but I'm going USA. I mean, look, that's the only team with four top 20 players, mm -hmm. right? And I've been so impressed with how the women and the men have played. Taylor Fritz has played wonderfully. So has Francis Tiafo. Uh, Jesse's had one loss. That's the only loss U.S. has had so far. So that's going to be a great match, USA and GB. And uh, really looking forward to Fritz Nori. That's going to be a battle. Well, I know you're flexible. So your lean turns into a quick split or something <laughs> in between. Depends on your perspective. <laughs> yeah, look, he's, he's flexible and bouncing heading into 2023. Here's how the United Cup final group matches played out. We start in Brisbane. 
And Matteo Berrettini looking to get it done for the Italians taking on Casper Ruud. This was almost a flip-flop from what we saw in 2022. And, and this is a really good test for Berrettini. He wants to start here making a statement. Had a lot of injuries last year. Wasn't able to do what he wanted to do. Casper Ruud was one with a great year. But with a serve like that and the forehand and motivation, this man's going to be back at the top soon. Did a terrific job winning that first set 6-4. Weight of shot off the forehand between the two of these guys was amazing. One of the things I love about Berrettini is his willingness to come forward, his willingness to play fast court tennis. Backhand side's always been a little bit weaker, but I'll tell you what, hit some good backhands down the line. Oh, it's almost as if I've seen that before. Oh, interesting. He played some great tennis at big moments, doing a couple serve and volleys, and uh, this is a big win for Berrettini, both for the team, but also personally going into 2023. Five straight sets in this matchup went to Casper Ruud at the end of last year, but Berrettini wins 35 of 40 first serve points, claims it for Italy. So who do they have to look forward to now in this United Cup? Poland, Switzerland, Lynette, Teichman. It was Jill who got off to the quick start. Yeah, she did. And with all the pressure on this match, it was imperative that both players play their best tennis, and they brought it. Jill Teichman got that first set. You could see the energy. She was pumped, had the teams on their feet. But Lynette, she is a solid classic performer and she would not go away this was her set point multiple set points finally gets it there she's such a solid player has a world-class backhand that came into play and into the third she got off to the better start just a little more confident down the stretch able to deal with some of the variety from Jill Teichman and she gets a huge win clinching it for Poland serving it out right here so that just got a field goal yeah 6-1 in the third just took over late down the stretch so it sets us up Italy and Poland and we're going to find out Ooh. is Paul Anacone the leaning tower of Pisa are right. you going to Italy I tell you what got to go with my heritage got to go with the Italians I think Berrettini's playing some terrific tennis Musetti is also playing well on the hard courts but when you have Hubie Hercoc and Iga Spiontek, that is tough. That is really tough. And there are going to be some great matchups. But uh, got to lean Italy. You're going to Italy. Leaning Italy. You got any ideas here? I mean, Italy does look pretty good. He's got some good points. He's very convincing, I feel he, like, every he, time he talks. Say it with yeah. conviction. He really is. I'm going to lean Poland, though. I got to take, right. the, take the other Devil's side. Advocate. I mean, I Magda it. Lynette, she kind of surprised a few people. The way she came back and really held her nerve. She is a solid performer when it counts. She could end up being the wild card. Hmm. I like this. All right, let's go to Perth because we've got to complete the overall United Cup here. So two already through. Who else would get there? Maria Sakkari of Greece, Elise Mertens of Belgium in a back-and-forth affair in this one. But, but Chanda Sakkari is just so difficult to handle. She is, and she's so solid. Hits the ball big from the ground. She can play in the midcourt area. The athleticism came into play. A few too many misses from Mertens, and one of the staples of her game is being solid. She doesn't have a big weapon. So she can't afford to miss shots like that. But a lot of it had to do with the pressure Sakari brought from the start. The second set would get a little tighter. But this backhand right here, I mean, just kind of curling it in slightly. It was huge for Sakari just to grab a little more momentum in that second set. Sakari was impressive. The way she held her nerve, adjusting in that rally. She's pretty good at the net. And it came through big getting this one done. She's pretty good at celebrating, too. That was immediate response. 32 unforced errors from Mertens in this one. Greece claims the tie, moves on. So they await their opponent, Adrian Manorino in France, trying to stay alive against Croatia. 
but this new Goyo guy, I haven't seen a whole lot of him, Paul. He looked pretty impressive. Yeah, it was impressive. Played a terrific first set. Gets the tiebreak lead right there at 6-5. A lot of offensive tennis from him. And under pressure, ace in the corner to seal that first set. Manorino is cagey. He's awkward. We've seen it before. Wins the second set. And, guys, Manorino's a 5-3 in the third. But down break point, and look at Goyo right here. It gets back to five all. Passion flowing from the bench gets into the tie break. I thought Manorino was going to be the one to be a little bit more solid with the experience in the tie break. But it's this man with no fear, able to take big cuts, gets himself to match point, two-hander down the line, and has the overhead to finish. But he doesn't. Can he hit one more? Yes, he can. What a great win for him. Well, I don't know if you can confirm this. Does Goyo translate directly in Croatian to goatee? Because that is elite. I believe so. I believe that is the direct translation. <laughs> tremendous stuff. So Greece and Croatia get their way through. Chanda, what stands out to you here? I mean, this is, is going to be incredible. I think Greece has really been playing terrific tennis. And we look at Sakri and Tsitsipas, and you figure they're supposed to win. You pencil them in. But it's not always easy to get it done when the pressure is on. They have done that. Can they do it again here? So we see Greece, and we know that the top two right there, Tsitsipas and Sakari. It feels like this United Cup ball is almost tailor-made to them because they've got the man star, they've got the woman star. And so you combine those two, we're seeing the star power on full display. Yeah, absolutely. And I, look, with that is a lot of expectation, right? The pressure of expectation when you have two great players but aren't that deep. But these players can handle it. They've had a great week, and they've uh, combined really well at big moments. Stefanos looks tremendous out on the court. And Sakari, you know, is a little disappointed. She doesn't look like she's that fit. She hasn't worked that hard <laughs> in the offseason. I mean, she's an incredible athlete, and she's played great tennis all week. But like we said, if it's those two and then a bit of a drop-off, can they manage the whole thing? So far, so good. And it'll be interesting. I mean, that match, Tsitsipas-Chorch, I mean, they've had a couple of battles, right? Wasn't it Chorch who came back when Tsitsipas was up in one of the uh, major tournaments? So, you know, there's a little interplay kind of going on there. I think that will be a critical match in this time. I just want to know, how do you differentiate Borna and Borna? You have to say... Goyo and, and Chorich, right? You got to go last name only. I'm going to get so confusing. I'm just going <laughs> to soak it all up. My job is to see how much I can confuse Paul Anacom by the end <laughs> of the show. And it's very easy. We go to Adelaide. Daniil Medvedev ended 2022 on a four-match losing skid. But, Chanda, you started out 2023 on a high note. Uh, and, you know, it was topsy-turvy. It was questionable whether Medvedev would get this first set. It went an hour and 20 minutes, and that was the first break, the first mini break of the set with Medvedev coming in under pressure. He was so clutch. He saved nine set points. Medvedev did. And to get this one under his belt, you could see how much it meant. We wondered how this second set would go, but Sonigo unfortunately had the trainer out, started feeling something in his forearm or wrist area. And he got the early break, Sonigo, but two straight games from Medvedev and right here said no more. Weren't sure if he was also feeling a couple of cramps there in that left leg, but the physicality of that match, an hour and 40 minutes in total, it was Medvedev who just had the edge. Yeah, Johnny Lawrence and, of course, Daniel LaRusso after their exchange exactly. of plays. And Teresa, sweep the leg. Sweep the leg. That's what Medvedev did. <laughs> Novak Djokovic looking for his first victory in Australia since the 2021 Australian Open. And that's where it all changed at 3-2 to get that break of serve. That's where Novak kicked it into overdrive. 
just steady from the back of the court as always, opening up the court, changing direction at will. So fun to watch Lestien play. Look, this is a guy that's 30 years of age, now ranked in the top 70 of the world. For the first time, he's going to be in the main draw of the Australian Open. That is about resilience. But guess what? When you just have resilience, again, Novak Djokovic, that's probably not enough. This guy is so good. He's so comfortable. He's won so many matches lately. He now has a lot on his plate in terms of confidence. And if memory serves me correct, I, I believe he's done pretty well in Australia in years past. Yeah, not too bad. It's been a, a pretty solid place for him. And he's looking for 2023 to maybe bring him number 24. For the first match, uh, I can't complain. You know, I, I played very well. I thought the first probably six games were very competitive. Um, and I've never faced, uh, faced him before uh, today's match. He... Um, He's a counter-puncher, he, he doesn't make too many mistakes and he kind of absorbs the pace from his opponent and kind of tricky serve, you know, hits his spots. Um, but, you know, once I made that break and 3-2 three, three, first set, I felt like, you know, I stepped it up probably one or two levels and uh, played, played really good tennis uh, to the rest of the match. So Novak victorious as he continues in Adelaide, and we continue on TC Live. We will have all the Team USA action, United Cup, coming up. But Emma Raducanu makes her 2023 debut. We'll show you everything that went down next on Tennis Channel Live. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Australian Open TC Live coverage begins Sunday, January 15th, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, two-hour show. Lindsay, Prakash, John Wertheim, hosted by Steve Weissman. We're going to have interviews, highlights, analysis, sound bites, anything you could possibly think of. And at some point, I'd imagine we're going to have Chanda Rubin. But Chanda Rubin's going to be in Australia. Are you ready, mentally, physically prepared for that voyage down under? I'm getting there, but I'm still here with you. And, Paul, I'm in the moment. Got to take it one point at a time. Got to get this Got to get this guy down there. We were talking point. about it. When's so I haven't been. I know. I haven't been you in my life. I really would like to. Come on. Got to get down there. I just hear the food's really good. And, plus, Paul's a little extra more fun when we're on the road. Why not? Yeah, you got to be, right? <laughs> Chanda Coco Goff, you want to talk about getting off on a, a good foot? Good start to 2023. We know how 2022 finished up. The, the highs of the highs, the lows of the lows. Well, this was exactly what she was looking for so far this year. Yeah, she got off to a quick start, Golf did. She was hitting big, more firepower than her opponent. But And we get up for love, but Maria came fighting back. She's such a smart player, real veteran, semifinalist at Wimbledon this past year. So, you know, she was not going to go away, but golf had to bring her complete game. We saw her coming in, not hesitating. I think that was critical. The serve started clicking when she needed to. Another beautiful uh, move into the net. 
so solid with those volleys. And I think that's going to be a really important aspect of the golf game throughout this coming season. Uh, but this match, first match out of the gate, that's pretty solid in straight sets. 5 of 13 on break chances, won 70% of first service points, and cruises to the finish line 6-1 in straight sets. Evan Kanu want to talk about getting off on the right foot similarly for her. And Paula, first set did not go her way. No, it was a little bit of a tricky start. She's down 5-4, loses that first set. And uh, Emma's new nickname this year is Emma Rata Can Do, just so you know that. Really? So she's not going to go anywhere for the first set. She was down a set and a break, but stayed offensive. Look at that court position. That's a picture you want to have in your mind if you're an Emma Rata Kanu fan. Get up inside the baseline, use the power groundies. Look at that. Look at where she is, taking time, putting pressure on. Got off to a great start in the third. Again, another match that was uh, struggling to finish because of the rain. Got back out there, and Radakanu was terrific in the third set. Really played some great tennis. Love the fact that she did not blink at all after the first set and then down a break in the second, just stayed with the business at hand, and there she goes, 6-2 in the third. That's a good effort. I think you should start hashtag from now on, because really? what I can do is outstanding. We'll, we'll talk about that after this. I think we could. We right. could. I think we got a nice little business cooking up here. <laughs> Kuzmova got through in straight sets. She will take on Radikanu in the next round. Ostapenko has Aranko with some comprehensive victories as well. Now, this is worth noting, with the rain in Auckland, the rest of the first round matches have been moved indoors, so no action, Ooh. no public access as well. So, just making sure they get everything through, but that does put a little bit of a wrinkle in what's going on in Auckland. Meanwhile, Jessica Gula got a huge, huge victory last night, but we'll explain exactly why it felt even more meaningful next on TCY. Been teasing it throughout the show, so let's head over to Sydney. USA in action. Jesse Pagula in action. Coming off a uh, straight sense loss to Petra Kvitova. Chanda, she's looking to get back on track and did exactly that in this class. Yeah, and this was a very important match for Jess Pagula because of it. And there was a little frustration in the middle of this first set. Some of the variety from Siegelman causing problems. But Pagula worked it out. Got that first set under her belt, 6-3. And it was still a little bit nip and tuck here in the second. But this backhand from Pagula, it was unbelievable. After a long rally, coming up with that shot, seemed to take a little bit of the starch out of Sigmund and Pagula able to capitalize and stretch her lead. And it was impressive the way she controlled the middle of the court, hit out on her shot, so that was a real confidence boost in So Pagula closes the door, claims the tie for the U.S., which means that Francis Tiafo will get out there and get a little extra run just for good measure. It's Tiafo against Oscar Atta. And Tiafo, who, I mean, we saw the developments last year, Paul, in his entire game, and you see the full arsenal in this one. Yeah, look at the little feel here. Just a lot of variety, a lot of joy in his uh, eyes this week, having a terrific time. But he did a lot of things to make Octa uncomfortable, including just big power winners like that. And that gave Francis the break of serve, did a terrific job the next game serving it out at love, but having a little feel right here, and that sealed the first set. Francis Tiafo is going to be someone to watch during the Australian Open, feeling very comfortable at the top of the game, can do so many different things, all different strategies he's really comfortable with. Second set was pretty much one-way traffic, the serve and volley to seal the deal, and uh, that American team had a great outing once again.
Yeah, Big 12 put it on cruise control in the first meeting between he and Atta, so it sets up as we talked about. U.S. and Great Britain starts with Keys and Swan, Fritz and Nori, Pagula Dark, Foe and Evans, and then if necessary, we can get to that mixed doubles as well. But we talked about Team USA, just how poised they look to be as they move forward to the United Cup. Let's move over to the social net and the sports world heavy concern. DeMar Hamlin, who is a safety for the Buffalo Bills, went into cardiac arrest on the field during the game last night with the Cincinnati Bengals, was taken immediately as soon as possible to the hospital in Cincinnati and is still in critical condition. And of course, Jess Pagula's family owns the Buffalo Bills and her father, Terry, is the primary owner of the team. And so she expressed her initial concern. And, and look, there's a deeper conversation with all of this. Moments like this were reminded of perspective is what Pagula was saying and, and no doubt about it. But Paul, what, what stands out to me about what we saw with Hamlin and what we saw with the reaction from, from everybody around, not just the sports world, but the world in general last night is how much sports can galvanize people, but people can galvanize people in particular. And the stories you hear about Hamlin, the type of person he is, he had started a toy drive that the goal was to get to $2,500 raised. They're almost at $5 million now because of the support for this young man. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, that's a, one of the great things that came out of a tragic happening last night. And look, we're all sports fans, but most importantly, we're life fans. And we get these harsh reminders periodically about how difficult life can be and how challenging it can be. And when you play a game like football where there's so much physicality, they literally are risking their life every time they go on the field. So obviously prayers out uh, to the entire family and to all the good folks uh, in Buffalo as well. But to me, it's so great to see so many people coming together, uh, helping out uh, DeMar Hamlin's uh, charity as well. So let's keep our fingers crossed and uh, send a good thought and a good prayer. Well said. I mean, it, you could see in the end, it wasn't about you know opponents and you know the game. It was about everybody coming together, regardless of what team you were on, regardless of who you were supporting, coming together, you know, to wish DeMar Hamlin well and, and hopefully a speedy recovery. Our thoughts are most certainly with Hamlin and his family. And again, well said by both of my partners here, exactly what the overall theme of life and more importantly, what goes with that comes. Wednesday here, we've got TC Live, 5.30 Eastern. Auckland begins 6 p.m. Eastern. It all goes through the encore coverage the rest of the day. We've got all the action per usual from across the world. And we've got the wrap-up of TC Live coming up next here on Tennis Channel. favorite segment of the show. The hot shot of the day. Chad, I know how much you love these hot shots. Take us through what Coco Goff did. Well, Coco Goff is a walking hot shot so often, but she was aggressive in this match, but she can also defend. Look at this lob. Oh, running backwards, momentum going backwards, and comes up with this topspin beauty. Impressive stuff. So athletic, Paul. I'll tell you what, amazing stuff, but I'm surprised at the stoppage on the other side of the court. Mm -hmm. That ball was very that, close. Right? Very I just close. think she looked like a young champ. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you see the wheels, same, you same see kind the of feel, right? right. The left yeah. Hand yeah, just exactly the same. You know what? One of these days we're going to have a segment, Chanda Rubin's hot shots of her career. Oh, it's going to no. go on for an entire 30-minute show. Do not ever say that ever again. Do not. Featured matches here, center court on Tennis Channel. How about that top one, Paul, Jack Draper, Karen Hatch? Yeah, this is a rematch from the U.S. Open where Draper had to retire. They were tied in the third set, but I think Draper was in the 
lead when he got injured. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Fritz and Nori as well, Pagula and Harriet Dart, and so much more. And last time I checked, we got it all here, except the indoor matches. Yes, yes. Those are first round. There are second round matches potentially that could still go on. We saw toward the bottom of that of that overall page there, Samsonova and Sabalenka. And that one, I feel like, gets a lot of people excited for a variety of reasons. Yeah, that's going to be a big hitting affair. I mean, both those players, I don't think they've seen a ball that they don't think they can hit as hard as possible. And I get it. It's, it's a great way to play, and we love watching it. I think Sabalenka will be interesting to see where she starts off this year. You know, she finished the year, I think, unexpectedly with some good form and looked very confident. Uh, I would give her the slight advantage, but these first matches of the season are always a little bit tricky. First one was really anything but tricky for Medvedev. He found his rhythm very quickly in Adelaide, and he's right back out there against Kesmanovic. Yeah, he is, and it actually was a little tricky the first set, right? He saved nine set points the first set. Um, but look, Medvedev is one of these players that lets the game come to him. And, and to me, that leaves you a little bit vulnerable, particularly at the beginning of the year. In this matchup, uh, in particular, I don't think Ketsmanovic has the firepower to be able to finish at net, which is what you have to do against Medvedev. Um, but Medvedev is one of the guys that I think is going to try to make a statement this year. He slipped just a tad last year, and uh, he's going to be tough to beat, especially on the hard court. We know what his mentality looks like. We've been talking about United Cup all week because it's been such exciting tennis, and it's been a little bit of a different feel to start this year. United States fully alive and well, looking to advance one more round further into the, the final final, so to speak. And Taylor Fritz is really going to kick things off with Cam Norrie. I, listen, never an easy match when you've got Cam Norrie on the other side. But with the way Taylor's playing, obviously last year with a career year into 2023, it feels like he's got real momentum. He does. And, you know, Taylor Fritz is playing the type of tennis that's forcing opponents to adjust their game, figure out how they're going to contend with, you know, the big serving and how aggressive-minded he's being. I love when he's coming into the and taking those opportunities. I think that has been a real elevation in, in his game. And just the belief that he has in the type of tennis he can play in big moments, all of that is going to be difficult uh, for Nori to contend with. But Nori, he does not go away. He's a real veteran player, and he has some real belief in his game. He's got one of the biggest wins of his career against Rafa Nadal. And whenever you can come up and beat an all-time great that you've struggled with in the past, that puts you at a different level. So this would be a good battle, a good clash, see who gets off to a good start. And you see 6-5. There's nothing between these two guys. And I think the biggest difference for Taylor Fritz in particular for 2022 was actually his average level. Mm -hmm. His average level got better, and he gave himself a little bit of leeway instead of being a perfectionist he's understanding now at his average level he can still find ways to win a lot of matches that's what he did last year he's going to need to play a little better than average to beat cam nori but he has a ton of confidence as does nori beating rafa so just bring a big bucket of popcorn a little soft drink on the side okay, butter on the popcorn butter on the popcorn okay. and a big lazy boy recliner where are we going to get those? Where are we well, get I don't that? know. If I'm going to bring it in the booth. For, I, I, I'm going to say. I need some help with that. Listen, you guys, you guys are going to be working all day. You guys are both calling matches throughout the day, so you will hear both of them, which is obviously a good thing. Dulcet tones from both channels. Dulcet. And what does that mean? Tone. What is that? Again, I'm going to plead the beat for you. I can't do that. Either way, we appreciate you joining us on this fantastic edition of TC Live. We'll encore coverage. Novak Djokovic and Les the end coming up next with Rain in Auckland. All the action after that to follow on tennis channel for Noah Eagle, that's me, for Paul Anacone, for Chandra Rubin, our entire crew, we say so long. Thank you very much.